Robert Eggers' The Northman opened in UK cinemas on the 15th of April to rave reviews across the board. Everybody loved it. I might be the exception. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Farnham Film and my review of Robert Eggers' The Northman. Now, as I mentioned, the film was released in UK cinemas on the 15th of April. It's making its way stateside on the 22nd of April. This is the third film directed by Robert Eggers after The Witch and The Lighthouse. I've seen neither of those, so I was almost going in blind, only really seeing the trailer before I went to go and see The Northman. Usually in these reviews, I like to give you a clip or a trailer just to sort of whet your appetite, put it into context what it is that we're looking at so that everyone's fully up to speed. Now, since I've been cross-publishing, I suppose you could say, across YouTube and on the podcast feed, the podcast feed is fine. YouTube, I get a bit of a digital slapped wrist for every time that I use someone else's content. It comes up with a copyright claim, all that kind of stuff. So to, to ease off a little bit, I'm not going to bother doing that here. Having said that, that might actually be a good thing that I'm not shooting the trailer, because if I'm honest, my ultimate sort of appealing and feeling on The Northman is based on the trailer. Now, I've seen the trailer a couple of times. I've seen it a couple of times in the cinema, a couple of times online, all that kind of stuff. And I ultimately was expecting a film or feel like I was promised a film that I then wasn't given. Now, that might be an issue on my part, that I was taking certain expectations into the film that ultimately didn't come to fruition for me. But I think as well, there's something there to be said about the current way that I was going to say Hollywood, but I suppose it's just the way that film companies in general publish these films, issue these films, market these films ultimately to an audience. To me, the trailer for The Northman, and I'm sure you can find it anywhere online, is very much a is very much representing a Viking style film with a lot of fights, a lot of action, a lot of brutality, things like that. I felt a little bit let down by the film because I was expecting those certain things. Now I will say this, it's not just the trailer. There's been a lot of stuff in a kind of bubble on Twitter since the film had its press release, uh, press screening, I should say, in that a lot of people, as I already mentioned, loved it. A lot of people really, really enjoyed it. Some people are saying it's a masterpiece. Some people are saying that it's brutal and they needed to lie down afterwards. Some people are putting it up there with one of the best things of the year so far and all that kind of stuff. Now, ultimately for me, it is brutal, okay? It is, because there are certain death scenes, but ultimately I was expecting much more. In essence, I was expecting the Viking version of John Wick is what I was expecting from this film, and unfortunately I didn't get that. Now, to kind of give you a review, and to, I suppose to get everybody up to speed with what, what the film is that we're talking about. So... The Northman is basically a historical epic action drama film, although there are a number of different generic elements floating around, which I'm going to mention in just a little bit. And Alexander Skarsgård stars as the titular character, the Northman, um, but he's, he's obviously he's named as Amulet. Now, Amulet, the, the, the legend of Amulet or the myth of Amulet is supposedly a source that Shakespeare used for Hamlet. Now, if you're familiar with Shakespeare, if you're familiar with Hamlet, you're going to see the references all the way through this film. If you're a similar age to me, so I'm 32 years old, uh, or even younger, your references are going to be pinned down in The Lion King. Now, I say that not as a criticism. A lot of people know that my favourite animated film of all time is The Lion King, but 
the last thing I needed when I was watching the Northmen is thinking Alexander Skarsgård was essentially Simba, which happens um, quite a bit, especially in the fiery sort of finale, which I will leave. I'm not going to spoil finale or anything like that. So to give you a brief plot synopsis then. So Alexander Skarsgård plays Amulus, who... Uh, when he was young, you know, he saw his dad killed by his uncle. So his dad's brother killed his dad in order to usurp him, take the land and become king of the sort of area that they're, they're a part of. And, you know, Amulath rides away and he's saying things like, I will avenge you, father, I will save you, mother, and I will kill you, Fionnia. So he's going to get revenge ultimately on his uncle. Oh, fine, oh, well, I'm good. Um, it then very quickly becomes an episodic narrative, which, again, I don't have any issues with. Um, I think there are a lot of films that I like, particularly the Avengers films, that feel quite episodic. And I think, ultimately, it's almost a reflection on modern-day viewing culture in that a lot of people are more accustomed to binge-watching and doing box sets on Netflix and stuff like that. And there are times where it works because I feel like if you're jumping from one story to the next, it makes more sense for it to be episodic. There are times in this, in the Northmen, where they're not really jumping ahead. They're just doing something in the same place, but for whatever reason, they all have the little individual titles and the little individual sort of mini-narratives within them. Fine, okay, that's, that's a nitpick, essentially. I thought about this right at the beginning in that I think it walks a fine line of pretentiousness, in that if I was watching this at home, so obviously I'd gone to the cinema today to go and watch it, um, I went to The View in Manchester, I paid, I've got a limitless card, but it was the it was the most convenient showing um, in The View in Manchester. And if I'd, saw, if, I'd, if I'd decided to watch it at home, if I'd put it on Netflix or if I'd rented it or something like that, I think after about 10, 15 minutes, I might have turned it off. And I'm only saying that because there's a point within those first five or ten minutes where Amuleth and his dad are on all fours, worrying next to nothing, with Willem Dafoe saying God only knows what to them, and they're drinking out of bowls, and they are effectively acting like wolves, which... To link back to a film that I've reviewed recently on the channel and on the podcast, Wolf from Manif, I expected Paddy Considine to turn up any second at this point. And so they're acting like that. And then, you know, Willem Dafoe gets in the face and he says, tell me you're a man. How do I know that you're a man? And Ethan Hawke's character burps in his face. And then he goes to the kid and he says, tell me you're a man. How do I know you're a man? And then he farts. And it was, it was bizarre because it was almost like, do you laugh at that bit? Is that a comedic bit? Is this a usual thing to include in a film like this? Genre elements flying all over the place, as I told you. Shortly after this, his dad dies and, you know, um, Amulet goes away and begins to plot his revenge about getting back and, you know, finding him and killing him and all that kind of stuff. There is, there is a shadow of Shakespeare over this, as I kind of mentioned before. In the, It's not written in his iambic pentameter, it's not spoken that way, but there is an oldie English style that you tune your ears to, and once you've done that, you're kind of going with it for the rest of the film, uh, and, you can, and you get used to it and stuff. I think a lot of it is it owes a debt to The Revenant in terms of its aesthetics, in terms of its cinematography, so I think somewhere that was clearly used as an influence. There are a lot of horror elements to it, which 
from what I understand, I think The Witch is a full-blown horror film. I think The Lighthouse has certain elements of psychological horror in there. This still has that kind of horror iconography. There's a point where Amulet's uncle is wearing a mask, which looks quite horrific. Um, there are certain bloody deaths in it as well, which are sort of attributed to horror films and things like that. There's a lot of talk on Twitter about Nicole Kidman being miscast. I didn't really have an issue with that. I thought she was fine. I didn't think there was too much in terms of her character where I thought, oh my God, I could see somebody else doing this. And you would think as a wrestling fan that I would now be used to watching men in their underpants fighting. But every time I saw it in this film, it took me out of it for whatever reason. In terms of the brutality, and I've kind of already alluded to this, it is very bloody. There's a lot of intriguing deaths and kills and things like that and there's a lot of violence in it but even as though I'm saying that I expected a lot more violence and death in it because again the trailer to me was look at this balls to the wall sort of viking killing everybody to get revenge on his father's killers and da, 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 da. but then ultimately what you actually end up at certain points is a bit of a slow-burning slow film on a sheep farm. Now, that might be doing the film a total disservice and total discredit because I'm in a bit of a weird position with this in that I know it's not a bad film. I know that ultimately this might boil down to the fact that I'm not a fan of these period-type films in that anything like, you know, like, I mean, I know it's totally different, but Downton Abbey, pff, not a chance, wouldn't even be there. But the minute that it said 1893 AD, I thought, oof, am I going to struggle with this? And maybe that was an incorrect mindset going into it. There are certain things I like about it. The performances are very solid. Annie Taylor-Joy is very good in this film, as is Alexander Skarsgård, as are the majority of the cast. I think the action scenes are done very well. It's shot very well. It looks beautiful. The, the certain locations, I think they shot it in Ireland. Um, but... Ultimately, for me, it's not. And again, this I'm going to say it, but it doesn't necessarily sound like a criticism on the film because I suppose it's my fault. It's not the film I was expecting, but ultimately, I don't think it's the film that I was sold in that I went in assuming a certain thing. I think if I went back to it, I might be able to appreciate it a little bit more for what it is. But if I'm honest, I'm probably not going to go back to it. There are a number of films that I've seen over the time where I'm not going to see them again. For example, Conan the Barbarian, the remake, and the Inbetweeners too, because they're rubbish and they're awful. This doesn't fall under that. This falls under the 12 Years a Slave category, where I can tell you that it's a good film, but I'm probably never going to see it again. I'm probably going to see it the once, and I'll just move it to one side, and that'll be good, and that'll be fine, and I'll be exactly where it is. I think, again, walks the line of pretentiousness. It's like death by metaphor, both visually and spoken, and ultimately for me, it was a slow burn. I am not on the hype train for the Northmen. I know a lot of people are. Fair play to you, more power to you. I'm glad you enjoy it. I'm assuming if you're going watching it after you've seen this, I hope that you enjoy it. It just wasn't for me. That doesn't mean that it's a bad film. It just wasn't for me. So what I'm going to start doing at the bottom of these videos is I'm going to be putting up a graphic of my current top 10. So you'll be able to see that on the screen now. I've ranked, you know, the films as I've, I've gone to see them since about 2010. 
Um, and what I really should have done is already figured this out and told you where the Northman's going to be. So there's a chance if you see the posters on the bottom that the Northman might be in there. If it is in there, I doubt it's going to stay there for the rest of the year. But we'll see what happens when we get to it. And I'm going to update this every time I do a review for one of these new releases, which, by the way, I'm going to do another one on Monday for the new um, Nicolas Cage, Pedro Pascal film, the, oh, I always get it the wrong way around, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. There you go. Because um, I'm going to be seeing that on Monday. Um, hopefully, this video sounds better than the last one, the screen one. Because if I'm honest, I used a, I used a different microphone for the screen one. And I think I had it the wrong way around. And it just sounded awful. And again, if I'm even more honest now, um, this is the second time I've had to record this. Because I listened to it afterwards. And it sounded awful then too. So hopefully, this is the one. This is the winner. So thank you very much for paying attention to my review of The Northman. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you go and watch it, I hope you enjoy it. By all means, tell me what you thought. Tell me if you agree. Tell me if you disagree. And we'll go from there. Um, so once again, thank you very much. In the meantime, before the next episode, you can help support Farron and Film by going over to our sponsor, Offworld Tees, and using the code Farrand. That's F-A-R-R-A-N-D for 15% off your order. Come and follow me on Twitter at Adam Farrand and at Farrand and Film. Subscribe to us on YouTube. We're currently at 90 subscribers. I want to get that magic 100 number so that I can get that really nice custom URL that says youtube.com forward slash Farrand and Film and not some sort of robot splurgy letters and numbers thing. Um, and thank you very much if you're already watching on YouTube. It's just something I'm trying out with. As you can tell, you know, I've got a new camera, got a new microphone, trying to figure things out. That light is quite annoying. Um, so I might have to sort of position the curtain in a certain way. But we'll figure it all out. It's all good. And to be really annoying, I keep looking at my laptop, which is there, because I'm used to being on a Zoom call. But anyway, we'll figure it out. Right. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, stay safe, look after each other, and I will see you next time.